0: Monday morning, everybody. Hope you had a great weekend. This is Glenn Geek from Ocala, Florida.
2: And I'm Jamie Jennings in Phoenix, Arizona, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for July 9th, episode 1970, brought to you by Omega Alpha Equine. Good morning, horse world.
0: Monday, Monday, can't trust that day.
2: I didn't know. Well, it's your fault, so behind our masks we're perfectly ordinary people and now our perfectly unordinary host jamie jennings really (laughs) just remember my friend that payback
0: can happen and glenn the geek i'd have to get new (laughs) tights Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us this morning. We appreciate you being here. You'll have to forgive me if I have a little bit of word salad today, I had a tough lime weekend. So uh, I'll do the best I can and then we'll just let Jamie do most of the talking.
2: I have, well, it's funny you mentioned that because I have some really good news about tick bites. Yes.
0: <laughs> good news. <laughs> good
2: news about tick bites.
0: You don't okay. hear that too often.
2: <laughs> have you ever heard of the Lone Star tick? It's a little tick-looking thing and has a little white dot right on its back. Well, this is from NPR, okay? So it's real. Obviously, tick bites cause problems for everybody that's bit. Plus, it's really, really gross. But if you... This one has a special bonus. If you get bit by the Lone Star Tick, which is taking over the Northeast you will develop a severe allergy to red meat yes <laughs> that is a real thing It no, is it happening isn't. all over the new the new
0: england area nightmare yeah anyway
2: jeez <laughs> that's worse than mean? Lyme disease <laughs> yeah oh uh, you're, you're uh, it's red meat including beef pork and lamb and um you can also sometimes no longer tolerate dairy products is this real this is a real thing. It is taking over the world. I'm telling you right now, it's called it's, it's an the vegan, allergy. Tick? <laughs> it's a vegan tick. It's a vegan tick. It's an allergy to alpha gal. It's an alpha gal meat allergy. It's like a real thing. And this tick, what the only thing that all of a sudden these people are like unable to process meat. They're having a real big problem and they're linking it back to being bit by these ticks. It's amazing. 10 years ago, one physician was able to identify the allergy in patients with the tick bites. But back then, there were only a few dozen cases. Now it's taking, okay, I'm looking like the east side of Texas, all the way up through almost to Indiana, and then east. Almost even up through the base of me, that is where the lone star tick is being found. It's a tick, a little, little brown tick with a little white dot on it. If you get bit by that, you're a vegan. <laughs> Jeez, (laughs) isn't that great tick news? (laughs) The tick that's saving the world.
1: (laughs) Jeez, well,
0: uh, that's—I don't think that's good news. By the way, I think I I know. I can see why you think the vegetarian tick is good news, but um, I'm not thinking so. I'm kind of glad I got bit by the tick. I did see,
2: like the one the the like lady that they interviewed. The only thing that she. Misses is ice cream and prosciutto. <laughs> <laughs> this is a real article on NPR.org.
0: Oh, I do miss ice cream because of the sugar thing, but I do. That's my cheat. Once a week is I'll cheat on ice cream because, yeah, because I can't give up ice cream. Yes, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. We we're a yogurtini family here. So that's what we do. <laughs> hey, Jen, Jamie, what's or Jemmy, what is coming up on today's show?
2: <laughs> On
3: today's show, Dr. Chang from Omega Alpha Equine joins us to speak about the importance of rehydration and electrolyte balancing. Sherry Grunska with Pro Barn Management returns to us to talk about integrating new horses into a herd. And we meet 2018 Mongol Derby competitor Jocelyn Pierce.
0: All right, very good. It's Daily Winnie time. Okay, my Daily Winnie goes out to Scooter, and this is a very sensitive subject. Uh-oh. So on Friday, we noticed that Scooter's sheath and um, manly bits had started to swell up a bit. And so we just keep an eye on it. Jennifer hosed the area off, and he had a little bumps all over his side of his body, too, which... During mosquito season, sometimes they just get a swarm, you know, and Mm -hmm. fly spray or something. You know, I don't know. Fly spray does not work on Florida mosquitoes. I don't care what you try.
2: Mosquito halt. It's like you're spraying cancer on your hospital.
0: Exactly. Well, we think he's probably having a reaction to all the fly spray. But anyway, um, we don't know what, what the reaction is. And Nigel had a little bit. Of the same thing, but not as bad as scooter. And we thought, well, it'll go away in a day or two. Well, it's Monday, and let's just say softball size. So what
2: softball size?
0: Um, sheath and uh, manly bits are softball size. So he doesn't
2: have any manly bits.
0: Well, that whole area down there is swelled up. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> it looks like he has manly bits. Um, it looks like he has very strong healthy manly bits at this point. Oh. So, uh we're be calling the vet today to find out what's going on there. And you know, he doesn't seem to be in any pain, which is the really weird part. He's walking and running and leaping and cavorting like normal.
2: So, so- here's the thing, uh, and you'll hear this word at Everybody uh, with geldings, it happens. And it'll also sort of happen along the ventral midline, like the middle of the belly underneath. It's a thing called gravitational edema. Does, do, you, do, do, do you know what that is?
0: I know what edema is. It's the thing you get sometimes when you get a bruise and a
2: Edema is swelling. Right. Okay. So just uh, basically swelling. But with horses, because of gravity... And gra- it's called gravitational edema. So the swelling will go to the lowest point. You ever seen like your horse comes in with like a giant, big swelling on its like pectoral mm-hmm. muscle, you know, and you're like, oh, my God. And then you f- see like a kick mark halfway up the neck. You're right. <laughs> All that swelling <laughs> gravitated. So maybe it's just something gravitational and his little wiener is not affected. I know that's what you're worried about.
0: Uh, his, I'm like, i worried parts. about that. Like my little
2: boy's parts uh, are—he's running around, leaping and galloping and happy, Glenn, because he thinks he has his manly bits back. (laughs) (laughs) See, and this conversation is when I realize how stupid we sound to non-horse people. When we people talk about to- entertaining, <laughs> when you like like you just read that we're talking about integrating new horses into a herd, that must sound so weird to you. Like what you have like people talk about this? Yeah, like, you this just put it out and I get they, go, it. they I get go, it because right? you don't know, when you bring a new puppy home. When you bring a new puppy home, you have to make sure it acclimates to anything else you have in the house. I get it. I uh, get okay. it. I'm okay, okay, good. So we don't sound as ridiculous. <laughs> like I overanalyze no. everything when you're
0: on the show when no. you're producing. <laughs>
2: I overanalyze my crazy.
0: (laughs) So anyway, we'll see what the vet says. Hopefully it's just what you said. He um, got
2: kicked in the side; it's gravitational edema. His little wiener is fine,
0: or he's having an allergic reaction to something here in Florida, which is highly That's likely, true. also.
2: <laughs> That's like, true.
0: It is Florida; we have every plant, uh, and and it, the fact that it happened to Nigel a little bit, we're thinking maybe something grew in the last couple of days. We've had it, so much rain that maybe there's something that grew that I don't know. They'll probably give him what steroids or
2: yeah, or something. Get some um So, just so you know, the word of the day, yes. Is gravitational edema. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm going to work it in make note of that. somewhere else. In the show, I will use that Well, what's Dr. Chang
0: talking show? about? Rehydration and electrolyte balancing. Let's see yeah. if you can get it in there. That'll you be... really?
2: No, I can't do it. I'll be too embarrassed. He's too smart. I'll use it oh, with Leslie.
0: You, you'll be able to use it with uh, the, the pro barn management lady because she's talking about integrating new horses into a herd. And a lot of times there's edema there.
2: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. You'll be able okay, to get it I'm in there. I'm gonna try
2: to work it to that interview with her. That, yeah. I, I guarantee she's not listening, so she doesn't know it's coming. But at some point during that interview, I'm gonna work in the term gravitational edema. Well,
0: there's a lot of edema it. when horses put out together that don't know each other. So
2: quit, quit, quit giving me tips. I'm trying tips. to help you. Figure it out myself. I don't need help. <laughs> Give me my Winnie. Okay. <laughs> My daily winnie goes out to my now non. How do I say this? I sold my pony, Glenn.
0: Yay! I sold Precious, Precious Magic Gallop Jennings. Magic Gallop Jennings. So
2: I'm so proud of how it all went down how it all worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys know I I've been getting a lot of people messaging me about you know they want to trade their boat. And the you know give me some couple horses for her kind of thing. Obviously, n- uh, those are the ones I told you guys about. But I've also did got you a ever lot get of offered
0: calls. guns? I just have to know. Never got offered guns. What's wrong with like, that, Arizona? This. <laughs> I feel like I've been cheated. You have been bit. cheated. If it was <laughs> Tennessee or Georgia, you'd have got guns. It would have for sure. It's true.
2: Yeah, it's true. It is the Wild West out here, though. But probably it was just implied. <laughs> so the. I didn't tell you guys about all the people that have called me about her. Like, Hey, we're looking for a horse. My, my grandkids come over twice, you know, twice a month. And we like to have a pony for them. I'm like, Nope, not your pony, you know, or, uh, somebody actually in this neighborhood wanted it for their grandkids that, you know, that come over in this, I guess they come over in the summer. I'm like, no, no, she's not gonna stand around and do nothing. So, it's, it, I got a lot of people wanting to her for their grandkids, and then just a lot of people that just, oh, I'd like a, a pony to have a, with my friend, my horse. I'm like, no, that's not gonna work. She's not like just gonna stand around and do nothing. So, this lady called me from California a month ago. I've been messaging this woman for a month and um sending her every video. Can I, you know, I've been getting questions like. Can I see her trotting in a circle to the left? Can I see her walking straight to the camera, walking away? And, and so I've been getting a lot of videos. So I've just been sending all the videos to everybody who asks. I, I over video everybody. Um. So she she saw all these videos and I told her everything. I'm brutally honest. And she's looking for a horse for her daughter who's six. But... All she, they do is trail ride and she ponies her daughter everywhere. And magic has been ponied everywhere and they have a trainer that take riding lessons. And the woman who's in charge, uh, works with a natural horsemanship trainer, the, the mom. So they came out on a Friday and she, I rode magic first and then she got on, we went on a trail ride, horses galloping around, you know, magic does, just, just doesn't spook and took her back to the arena, did a little walk, shot, canter in the arena She's like, we'll take her. We'll come get her in the morning. And I didn't realize this too. She had, had her trailer was attached. I was just so going to like, say
0: to drive yeah. all the way home. to, get to-
2: <laughs> And I, and she had already just preemptively. I had already got magic, a Coggins and a health certificate. She called and gave all the information to my vet. And she came out and drew a Coggins and health cert. And so we had all the paperwork ready. So by the time she came out with her trailer, she rode the horse. She's like, okay, let's go. So she picked her up Saturday morning and I'm so happy because it is a very knowledgeable individual. She's going to have a very busy, active trail life. They go to the beach, they go, they ride everywhere. So that's perfect. I for did this a pony. good thing. Uh, it's perfect. She's going to be a little girl's trail pony. And the thing is, the lady's like, I want, I want her to, you know, have her forever. And bond with her and grow up with her. You know, it it sounds stupid to say they're going to grow together, but that's literally what they want to do. And the mom is knowledgeable and the family is, the dad rides too. They all go on family, that's like what their family does. They go on family trail rides. I'm like, yay, I'm so happy. I like almost cry. And then they go to load her. And, you know, I think the dad's like waiting, you know, he's like, here we go. And Magic is the best loader ever. So she like walks up to her trailer, jumps in, okay? <laughs> he was like, I've never seen anything happen that fast. I've never seen a horse load that fast. I was like, well, if she didn't load, I would have done my job. So here we go. So proud of her. And apparently she traveled really well, and they got there, and she's with the other horses. She showed yeah, me a picture. That's a long drive, right? The, she lived east of San Diego. So it was about four, four and a half hours. So not super bad, but What's funny is she showed me a picture of our other two horses. The dad rides and the mom rides and they're both complete nondescript ugly black horses. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they got a whole brood now of black horses. I was horses. like,
2: well, you have a type. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell her. They were ugly, but I just like, "Wow!" Well, I'm like, well, do you guys have a type? This is awesome. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, I wanted to, before we get to uh, a question of First World Problems, I wanted to mention that All the Wild Horses, that is the film that was done about the Mongol Derby is now available on Hulu and Amazon Prime. You can actually what? watch it now. <sighs> so all the wild horses, it's available. You have to see this. It is a This is the one that really starred Devin Horn, was one of the main ones they followed. And, of course, you know we've been following Devin as well for, for the Mongol Derby, and we're going to beat another Mongol Derby competitor today. But, yeah, it's uh, worth seeing. It's definitely uh, worth checking out. If you have Amazon Prime, you can now get it. It's called All the Wild Horses. Uh, but you know, take a look at it and be prepared for amazing scenery and uh some hair-raising moments. And then also to be totally grossed out by Devin Horn. Just saying.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Perfect.
0: <laughs> so that is available right now. Uh go check it out. And uh what what, what is there anything else we had to cover before First World Problems? Um
2: we covered the red meat allergies to ticks. <laughs> we talked about your horse. Another wiener. thing a tick
0: does. How do ticks get all these things? <laughs> I don't know, but it's awesome. All it's right. awesome. Well, then let's good. do some first world problems. First world problems. First world problems. First world problems.
2: I'm 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 so proud of everybody who participated today because you guys really nailed it. Uh, I posted. Asking for first world problems at 1 30 in the morning, my time. Why? Because my horses started galloping around. First world problems. The grass in their pasture is so nice that they started galloping around because now the mosquitoes have hatched. <laughs>
0: Ugh, <laughs> God. Better watch it. You're going to so, have swelling too.
2: Yep. 1 30 in the morning. I'm like, Come on, boys. I'm bringing all the horses in <laughs> because they don't have, there's no, you know, uh, mosquitoes in the
0: barn area. So you am going to have edema too. What is it called?
2: Gravitational edema. You're gonna have crash. Gravitational edema. It no, I, I tried. <laughs> That's I can't
0: okay.
2: remember
0: the name. Oh, and she so, just brought Scooter back in, and ugh, looks so unhappy. Okay, or, sorry.
2: Okay, so um, let's start with Tara. Tara, I went to a horse show this weekend, and I left my luggage in the back seat of the car that I didn't drive. That's like your luggage getting lost at the airport. Except for you're you're the idiot. (laughs) Yeah,
0: That's pretty bad.
2: (laughs) Oh, Samantha. This one hurts my heart a little bit. We're out of coffee creamer and milk. So now I'm drinking my morning cup of sanity black. Like a psychopath. (laughs) I drink my coffee black, Samantha. Thank you very much. My psychopath? Glenn, does that make me a
0: psychopath? Uh, I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know that was a thing either. Jemmy might think so. She drinks it with sugar and cream, like double and triple sugar and cream. Really?
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: It's like a dessert for me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's way like to start morning. my day with dessert. The- <laughs> oh. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, Glenn, pay attention.
0: It's a website Patricia. with videos again. Jeez.
2: Patricia said. And this one, I feel for you, girl. So we had to get an early ride in on our horses at nine so we can make it to the polo field so my husband can ride in the first four chuckers.
0: (laughs) Who was that? Patricia. Oh, got it.
2: Yeah. So let me just point out that her husband rides polo. So that means he's hot. That just it goes with it. And An has about twelve horses. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Too. Yeah, <laughs> it has twelve horses and he's hot. That guy's a score. Allison says my car has so much tack in it for the horses this weekend. I have no room for groceries. All <laughs> oh, this personal problem. You have too many, too many, too much stuff. Too much, you have too much stuff.
0: Need a bigger car. That's the pro. That's the solution. You know.
2: Uh, Joy was supposed to, go, I was supposed to go to a clinic all weekend, but I had to miss the second day because my dad's friends threw me a bridal shower. <laughs> Lame. <laughs> <laughs> tech, uh, clinic or bridal shower? Duh. Clinic. Nikki says, I went to the tax store yesterday and I was buying pink wraps, but they were all sold out. So uh, I had to get purple. <laughs> Your wife came chimed in a little bit. This does not bode well for you. I had to go to three different tax stores to try to find a fly mask because they were all out of warm blood sizes. So it took me three hours to buy a fly mask because I had to walk through the entire store each time. How much did she buy yesterday? I
0: don't know. But, you know, (laughs) she didn't mention even the fly mask. So I'm thinking there's other things that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I was like on the couch all weekend. So she could have snuck stuff in the barn without me seeing.
2: Don't look in the trunk. (laughs) Oh, she's smarter than she should have taken it out. You take it out and she would have taken
0: it out immediately.
2: Bend things around and like make them look used. Not that I've done this before, but if you do get a new box, like take all the stuff out of the plastic, get rid of the evidence and like put this stuff out there. And like if you buy some new brushes, like rub them in the dirt real quick so they don't look brand new (laughs) or a bridle that's hanging up, like kind of hang it wonky a little bit, you know? So no, you don't walk in they go, What is that? You can't let it catch their eye. Make it a mess.
0: You know what she couldn't find this weekend? And she, she, this is what she did go out to find. I didn't know about the fly mask, But um, she did go out to find stall mats. You know, the rubber stall mats? She mm-hmm. went to like six different stores and everybody was out of stall mats. So I don't know why there's a stall mat shortage all of a sudden, but a, <laughs> she could not find stall mats.
2: Tractor Supply always has no, stall mats. No,
0: they were out in both the stores she went to. Cannot be possible. So I wonder That's if the stall mat manufacturer is like having trouble or something. I don't know. But I don't know why there would be a run on stall mats. I <laughs> No,
2: maybe there's a run on sand colic, and and now everybody had to go buy mats because I don't know. But she
0: came home without a match; couldn't find any.
2: Celeste said, "I had a lesson, a writing lesson, on my three-year-old this weekend, and the trainer was like awesome. But now, since she fixed some position issues, I'm so sore and out of shape, girl." If you ride by yourself for a long time, you will have position issues. I mean, seriously, I went for a lesson not long ago and she was like, you have to just like lift your chin, lift your chin, chin up, chin up, chin up, stand up. It brings your whole body up if you lift your chin. And I realize I keep my head tucked because it's so bright in Arizona that the visor of my helmet, I like use it to cover my eyes. So I, my riding is worse because I'm in Arizona. Okay. I have position issues too Celeste. Uh Lindsay, you
0: need to make yourself a hell hat.
2: Yeah, I need something. You know what? People are using those like big brimmed mm-hmm. things, but in my area, the only people that use those are people I don't like. Well, <laughs> so then you I could be one do of it. them.
0: I can They probably do it. don't like you either. So I
2: know they don't. And so I don't want to be
0: like them. Maybe they would like them. you if you would be like them.
2: <laughs> I'll just stick to my chin-tucked dressage (laughs) motion, okay? (laughs) Lindsay says, I went tubing at the lake last week and now that I'm home, it hurts to ride because my elbows got friction burns from the
0: tubes! (laughs) That is is so weird to complain about. That is so (laughs) weird. That is a first world problem right there. Oh,
2: Let's see. Let's see. Stephanie posted. what She Stephanie had a had a hard time this week. I'm trying to just pick one. Um, I can't even. I can't even. Uh, okay, so um, she said she had to drive. I had to drive an extra thirty minutes to the tech store to have them attach my halter plate to my leather halter because I can't figure out how to do it. And also, I need my dog's custom leather collar done. The nameplate is too big. So sorry. This is like, you guys are really... Y'all got it this time. Oh, and Desiree, finally. My hard decision of the day is like, do I add lining or not to the inside of my custom boots I'm ordering? (laughs) Decisions, decisions.
0: (laughs) Well, if you're ordering custom boots, you might as well add the lining, right? You're ordering them anyway.
2: But, I mean, if you're going to add the lining... I don't, is it like a winter? No, nah, I think the She's leather
0: lining. Sometimes they have the fancy linings you can get for the fancy custom boots. Um, do it, girl. Yeah, I mean, but it only adds. Yeah, it's only going to be an extra two hundred dollars. You're already spending a thousand anyway. So what the heck? Yeah. Yeah. Well, do it. Come on. Why not? Hey, uh, only live once. Wh- Yolo. I want to know how the party was yesterday um what are you talking about the mike smith party you had because it was mike smith day new mexico declared it mike smith day he was born in new mexico and he uh actually started racing in new mexico too at the age of 11 he wrote his first races um so you had your mike smith party right
2: you know what's funny is um, I did not have a Mike Smith party. That's not the funny part. The funny part is I went to a kid's birthday party, and I was like, why is Glenn asking me about how the 8-year-old's birthday party was? Okay? Like, how did you know about that? And why would you be asking me about that on the air? Yes, happy birthday, Scarlett. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I was talking about the Mike Smith party. I was sure you were going to have one as it was Mike Smith Day. Like, why did he ask me about How do you know? <laughs> that was weird that was a weird gotta give the guy some credit he's three years younger than i am and look at what he's still done he started racing at the age of 11
2: yeah i know that's terrible parenting (laughs) Yeah,
0: he's doing yeah he suffered so much because of it
2: (laughs) that's awful yeah no
0: (laughs) yeah he's suffering um gronkowski remember the horse gronkowski yes named after the football player Yes. Well, Gronkowski's owners have bought a new horse and they've named it LeBron James.
2: No, they did
0: not. Yes, they did. It's called LeBron J, is what they called the horse.
2: Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> so apparently they're on a roll with uh, with horse names. And now they're
2: going to name a horse Mike Smith and have Mike Smith ride it. be like Mike Smith riding Mike Smith. That's just so much of Mike Smith. I can't even
0: take it. <laughs> I don't know. We might see that happen. You never know. Um, also, we need to let me see if I can find this. Um, uh, I can't find it right off the top.
2: Hey, I'm getting a lot of complaints um, via
0: messaging. Yeah, what's that?
2: Um, I, at this point, have roached Duke's mane, <laughs> Zara's mane, and last night Zeus's mane.
0: I saw the pictures of Zeus with his roach mane. I got to admit, he doesn't look as good as the others with his roach mane.
2: You know what? When it's like an inch high, he's going to look like a little Trojan horse. He's going to be amazing. Dude, it's so freaking hot here. It's so hot that the main, just even the main hanging over, they sweat like crazy underneath it. So all of you sending me complaint messages and saying he looks pissed. I don't care.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but Zeus (laughs) normally looks pissed. So that's normal. That's
2: his his normal look. I think he looks incredibly handsome. And I always was attracted to bald men, so it's never <laughs> been a problem.
0: You're the one woman that is. I didn't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, go, if you want to own it, come on, Bruce Willis, let's do it. Let's... <laughs> All right, you—you you know your wife likes Captain Picard. Why
0: like, are we on. always having these conversations right before Doctor Chang is comes on?
2: Doctor Chang, the okay, I want to ask. I want to start an auditor post to post a picture of the hottest bald man you can think of. (laughs) And now I'm going to talk to Dr. Chang. (laughs) Speaking of hot men.
4: Yeah. There's a good uh, transition, I, I Dr. Was, Chang. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, you might you must be working in a non-air-conditioned um, environment today because it's so hot, right?
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm a little delirious. It's true. <laughs> oh, so, Dr. Chang, hello. I was talking about I roached my horse's mane. I shaved his mane off. So I was getting a lot of complaints about it. So that's why I talked about bald is beautiful. And then you came on. So here you are. Welcome.
4: There you go. It's a good, it's a good transition, right? It's, thank, it's a good thing most people haven't probably haven't seen me a picture of me yet, right? So <laughs> they, they don't know how close to the truth you're talking. You're talking there, right?
2: I didn't want to. I didn't want to say anything, but like you know, uh, people. Um, <laughs> Doctor Cheng, we are actually going to talk about something that is very topical right now well and, actually and...
0: i gotta stop at you here you actually did have a good transition because the topic he's talking about applies to heat that's <laughs> <Horses laughs> right his off make some cooler it's perfect transition perfect mm-hmm.
2: yeah. yeah great thanks glenn um <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me you're making me laugh too hard okay so we're gonna talk about the heat and hotness and EquiCell light and about the importance of rehydration and electrolyte balancing. So, you know, this is the time of year where everybody goes, oh, my horse needs um, electrolytes. Is that true? Tell us about electrolytes and why they're important.
4: Electrolytes are important because like any, especially if your horse is in trade, if your horse was just a backyard horse, you sweat a little bit, yeah, you, you'll do well. But if you're in training and you're in competition, electrolytes are very, very important. Because what happens is that, in order for the body to function properly, you must maintain a certain level of sodium chloride. Sorry, sodium, potassium, chloride um, in in your in your blood in your bodily fluids. When you sweat. You lose a lot of that um, sodium. You lose a lot of that chloride. Now the body has stores that they can pull from. However, it's like anything else; these stores can be depleted quite easily. So, in a hot day, um, if if you are in competition and you want to perform optimally, right, you have to replenish some of that stores. And so, and the easiest way to do it is by taking some sort of an electrolyte, right? Um, but not all electrolytes are made equally. I mean, you have your sodium, most electrolytes, your basic four you need is sodium, potassium, some chloride, and some magnesium, a dusting of magnesium. You don't need a ton of magnesium, but a little bit, okay? But what you should also know with with some of these things is that even if you give it to them, they still have to absorb it. Your body still has to absorb it. So sometimes you put it in a powder and you throw it on, right? You your best way to get it, you have to dissolve it in some way, shape, or form so the body absorbs it because when these things dissolve, that's when it's absorbed the best, right? So um, if you put it in your bucket of water, that's a good way of doing it. But again, a lot of horses probably won't drink that much, right? You know the old saying you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink? Well, one of the things is if your electrolytes are depleted, you find sometimes that the horses don't want to drink. Right. So one of the nice things about electrolytes is that if you can get a little bit into them, that actually makes them. It turns on a switch in the brain that says, "Hey, I'm thirsty. Drink some more." And that's one of the reasons you'd want to get them to drink, to to get some of those electrolytes into them because it'll make them thirsty. They'll drink more. If they drink more, they'll get more of the electrolytes into their system. It helps replenish some of that electrolytes that they've lost with sweat. Now, if you're a backyard horse just watching the world go by. You know, if you lose electrolytes, one of the things is that the horse just slows down, just relaxes a little bit, right? Eats his food, et cetera, and and gradually that electrolytes get replenished. But if you're in competition, you don't have the luxury of time. You need to get some of that into them.
2: So... You mentioned it needs to be dissolved. If you're using just a, a, a scoop of it, is it best to put it in water first and then put it, in, like say, on top of the grain, or just? Yeah. If, it, it, well,
4: the, the, the problem with grain is that if you put a little. If you put a scoop of it on top of the, of the grain with water in it, it just makes its way down to the bottom of the of of the bucket because the grain doesn't absorb it, right? If right. you're giving him some sort of a pelleted feed, those are great because then if you put it on top of the pelleted feed, it, it absorbs into the pelleted feed itself, right? And so then then the the, the animal the, then your horse can can then um, absorb it because they'll eat it and they'll absorb it, right?
2: Right. Right. The, the yes. next
4: best thing is if, if you use some sort of a paste like uh, like our Aquacel BCAA paste, right? Um, you you syringe it directly in, so they'll they'll be able to eat it, and the best thing is they don't dislike the taste, so they'll they'll consume it, and that's a quick way of getting it into their system. You have to get them to to uh, to eat it first. Now
2: I got to tell you that you guys these horses. You know, like I'm feeding uh, a couple of my horses, the Adrian, Adrian FX that we talked about last time. Oh Mm -hmm. my gosh. My horse will like suck it. I put it in the bottom of the bucket and he will like suck it out of the bucket. He loves it. So this stuff does taste good. Now you guys have a couple of products and along because you said BCAA, I remember we talked about this before the. BCAA portion of that is branched chain amino acids, oh,
4: which yes. and that and that's an important amino acid because a lot of a lot of people what they don't realize after exercise right or after competition what happens is that the muscle breaks down there there is breakdown of the muscle and what the branched chain amino acids do they inhibit that breakdown so they slow down that breakdown and uh, it encourages the body to produce new muscle fresh muscle. Right? So it encourages um, building up of the muscle. The the, the problem with it is that to, for optimum effect, you got to consume that BCAA, the branched chain aminos, within about two hours post exercise. So one of the best things to do is to, if you can give the BCAA uh, pre exercise, so that when, because unless you, you're walking the horses like say six hours, you know, that BCAA is always in the system. So when when the horse is resting, it has that raw material to rebuild the the the, uh, the muscle. There's that magic window of two hours where you get optimum effect of BCAA. That's why we put the branch chain in our electrolyte product because you know most people will give their the electrolytes to their horse post-exercise, right after exercise, within a couple of hours. So mm-hmm. if the branched chain amino acids is, is in there, you get optimum effect of the branched chain aminos. And so for not- a horse in competition, so, uh, sorry, uh- I was just going to say, for a horse in competition, you know, what you want to do is to build up as much of that lean muscle and, and inhibit the break, post-exercise breakdown of muscle.
2: It's so important. And I have found that using this product, my horses, when I come back from a horse trial, you know, they've gone and run cross country. I give them that the the night, you know, right after they run cross country and then the next day for show jumping, they're great. And then I'll give them some more when I get home. And the time that it takes them to just recover from that weekend is so much shorter. You know, you're just like, it's basically... I don't know. I feel like I'm just doing therapy on them. And this is the difference between your product and all the other ones is that you have those muscle, basically muscle repair in it. And so when you're done, you guys, you're giving your horse this supplement that's not only rebalancing their electrolytes, it's also fixing their muscles that have been used and torn and damaged, and, and it helps them so much. So it is a great product. You've got the Equicell Light and the Equicell BCAA paste, which is the – it's already pre-made. You stick it in there and you give it to them.
4: Yeah. Uh, one other thing to mention, the Equicell Light actually does have BCAA in it.
1: Mm-hmm. So it
4: is – it is the. Re- it is a good product to use just because of the BCAA in, inside of it already, right? Um, it is, if if you're just looking for a straight electrolyte and nothing else but an electrolyte, right, the Equicellite Equicell actually does have the BCAA. Right. So, you know,
2: and so, it, it,
4: you get the advantage of the VCA.
2: Right. Exactly. It's like it comes free with it. <laughs> so, <laughs>
4: now, when
2: I go up to the feed store, I get so frustrated here, this like tiny little feed store that I go to, because all of their electrolytes are, you know, you open them up and they're hot pink. Or they're fluorescent blue. Why? Why do people food put food dye in horse supplements? I know you guys don't. It's. I mean, talk to us about how natural your products are before we let you
4: go. We we try to keep it as, as simple as possible. Every ingredient we put in, there's a reason for it. There's. No, we don't try to window dress it. To me, if you're going to put a dye in there, that's basically window dressing. It's right? gross. And and sometimes people, you know, the window dressing really is for the um, for, for the buyer because sometimes the buyer looks at it and says, "Hey, it's pink. I like pink, so I'll get it because it's pink, not because of what's in there." And what we try to do is to tell people, "You buy it for what's in the product, not not for the window dressing."
2: Right. Exactly. I just, yeah, I always thought uh, you open it up and then your fingers get pink. It's just so gross. And you guys, you don't want to eat something that looks like that. Why put it in your horse? So right. if people want to find out more or go and check out uh, any of your products online, it's OmegaAlphaEquine.com. I'm just such a such a big believer in everything that they, that they make. So thank you very much, Dr. Chang, for continuing to be a sponsor and coming on and, and telling us about it. Any final parting words?
4: Just go out there and enjoy your summer. And
2: thanks <laughs> for having
4: me on board today.
2: Thank you. Bald is beautiful, Dr. Chang. Don't
0: Thank you, you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dr. Chang. Take care. Bye.
2: Bye. Bald is beautiful. Every time he comes on, I'm like, he's never coming back.
0: Well, <laughs> you were always talking about the weirdest things when he comes on, and he's sitting there listening on hold I and going, know. why the hell do I sponsor this show after seven years eight Do eight
2: years? You, do I talk about weird stuff all the time, or is it only when he's on I, hold? It seems
0: to be, well, you do all the time, but it seems to be worse <laughs> when he's coming on. Oh, and I got an update here from Jennifer that the vet is coming out between two and three today for Scooter. So we'll have an update on on his manly bits. Oh boy, <clears throat> we'll find out what the problem is. And by the way, Jemmy did post for all the auditors out there. She did post to post the hottest bald men you know. Uh, okay. And I have to give it to Morgan who posted a picture of her hubby. So there you go. Wow, see, Good job, bald Morgan. beautiful. Good job. All right, let's get to our. I do want a picture of the hot polo player uh, husband, too. Yeah, I'm sure she's listening. So send it in. Post it up there. We want to see. He's probably not bald, but, you know. No. No.
2: Probably not. It's probably like, you know luxurious Thor hair. Fabio.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fabio Fabio And and now she's regretting coming on too. And we have our next guest. uh, Sherry is with us. She is from Pro Barn Management. She has been here before. And she's coming on today to talk to us about another problem that we have sometimes when we have a farm, and especially when you have a boarding stable. Good morning, Sherry
2: hi how are you
0: good thanks for joining us again it's probarnmanagement.com is where you can find her website and she runs a farm is it vinland or vineland
3: it's uh i know people say that all the time it's vinland um vinland stables so i thought I you forgot the e there the for way. a minute it was. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no it's vinland stables
0: okay good well it's vinland stables you run a stables how many horses are at your stables
3: um at our full capacity we've had 42. Um we're down, we're kind of trying to downsize a little so we're about 38 right now, which is nice. <laughs> <You laughs> Downsizing. Really it. It down. Yeah,
0: you really got it down there. <laughs>
3: I know. It's amazing. Even even one or two less horses make a huge difference.
0: <laughs> it does, actually. It does. Yep. it sure does. <laughs> Jamie just sold, sold, sold her pony <laughs> and she's so happy right now. She's one less.
2: know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I told my husband, I'm like, do you know how much less hay eight horses eats than nine? It's amazing.
3: <laughs> I know, and the work is so much less, and it's like, oh, one less stall to clean. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Every time. I love. I love when the horses at our barn go to shows and they're gone for a couple of days. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like so much less work. It's a little bit of a vacation in kind of a weird way to think about <laughs> it. It is. it is. You're right. <laughs> it
0: absolutely is. I used to love it when they took half the horses out of the barn to go to a show. And I, I was always the one stuck having to do the barn when they left. I was like, yes,
3: yes. I know. Yes. I know you can dance down the aisle. Yeah. And you, feel, you feel like I have
0: energy. To so do <laughs> it only took six hours instead of 12 that day. And then by that I time know. they were home it's- from the show and it started all over again. So there you went. There you go. <laughs> well, well let's uh, now that we're making sounding boor- boor- running a boarding stable sounds so good. Uh, let's add to that today uh-huh. with one of the problems that we always had. And there's a couple things that relate to this and I've got I just got to set this up a little bit. So whenever you got a new border in you had to introduce their horse. Their horse could not be alone, although we kept them alone sometimes for a little while, for a week or so to see how uh-huh. what, what their personality was. We had the ability to uh-huh. do that at our farm, which was kind of nice. Also, if if we wanted them quarantined for whatever reason, we weren't sure or whatever, where they came from. So we'd quarantine them for a couple of days, make sure they weren't sick and stuff. But then you have to put them out with other horses. Now, we had a limit of six to eight horses per field. Our fields were several acres. So we we had a limit of six to eight. We didn't like to put more than that because it got too crowded at the gate and too dangerous. So what... When you'd put them out, then the fireworks would start because you're putting a new horse out. The group of horses that already know each other, and then there's always fireworks of some sort, sometimes worse than others. Mm-hmm. And if you had a border that was fairly new to the horse thing, this was terrifying to watch their horse out playing the pecking order it is. game. Right? It
3: is. They they get yeah. Oh my gosh, they're traumatized by it.
0: <laughs> so that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about introducing horses to a herd. So you take it from there yeah. because it truly is an issue.
3: You know what? I love talking about this. Um, and the reason being is because when i when we started our barn years ago, I really had to wing it. i I thought I knew horses, but you really don't know them until you're the one putting them in groups. <laughs> you really, it's a whole nother level. And then you add on the clients, and that even gives a whole new dimension to herd management because not only are you trying to make sure that the horses are not getting hurt and they're happy getting along, you have the clients watching everything. And um, the pressure sometimes, especially if you're brand new at it and people don't trust you at if you're a new business and they, you haven't earned um, a reputation of good care and where they can trust you, then the pressure is even higher. So it really gets a little bit crazy in there. And sometimes I look back to those early years and I don't even know how I survived it <laughs> because it was a lot of just going and taking a chance. Um I've learned a lot. Uh for me at my barn, we kind of do similar to what you just said. We have about our largest herd is six horses. And the first thing I do when a new horse comes in is I ask the owner um about the horse's personality, have they known the horse before, has it been in herds? And 9 times out of 10 they don't know the horse. So now you're kind of starting from scratch, and you're trying to get any little indicators of what kind let's, of personality. Let's be has. real here.
2: You're trying to get an indicator of how much the owner's going to freak out. You know, when their horse is squealing, right. and then you put it out, yes. and they get kicked, and then get kicked in the well, shoulder, and then it gets gravitational edema, like huge <laughs> leg, like it's just a big well, mess. And then the owner freaks out.
3: Yeah, but you know what? I, I, the way I do it here, it doesn't happen too often. Um, I, first of all, I really think that certain things I do early in the morning um, when I'm alone with the horses and I want to watch them and I look for red flags, um, my barn doesn't open till 8, so I've already had the horses out for an hour and a half and I can start to watch and see what's going on. I
2: what are some red flags. What are some red
3: flags? Oh gosh. Um, well, I've actually I, when I wrote this in my book, you know it's interesting some of the things horses will do. I've had two mares strategically gang up on a new horse. And I mean, when I say it, it was fascinating to watch them, even though it was terrifying to watch. They both would corner the horse on each side. They were both ganging up on the horse. I couldn't believe it.
1: And so
3: what I did in that situation is I pulled the top mare out and I took her out for about five days. Pulled her out. The other one lost its sail and its wings because its partner in crime was gone. And the new horse could find its bearings and when I entered when I put the horse back in five days later, his he was completely. It was she was completely uh, kind of downsized a little bit because now everybody's getting along. So I've done that where I'll pull a horse out. Um, obviously, if you see a horse that's too aggressive for too long, then that's a red flag, and that's why I, I tell people the problem with boarding stables where you have herds uh, that people get themselves into is they don't have enough paddocks. They they said oh i'm going to put 15 horses in a herd. I always tell people you're better off making smaller paddocks putting less horses in them. You have more control and you can move horses much easier well, because and it's just, there is no guarantee.
0: It's just dangerous. I don't care how well hor- your I don't care how well behaved your horses are. They will gather all at the gate when you go to get one out. And it's just as a horse husband, right. I was always terrified if there were like Six or eight or more at the gate.
3: It's overwhelming. Yeah. It's overwhelming because they're right there. They want to come in. And when you have big herds and then you throw a new horse into that herd, that's overwhelming on the new horse. Now, when I introduce horses at my barn, um, what I do is I put the new horse alone in the paddock that he's going to be in, let him get used to everything, and I introduce him to one horse at a time. And what I do is I kind of look at the horses that's going to be in that herd and I look for a horse that I think will be a good match, a good buddy. Because if you can get a buddy for that new horse, usually from there things go pretty good. He just needs to find his bearings and find a friend. Um, So I don't put a new horse into a herd. I actually take the herd out and put a new horse in by himself and introduce one horse at a time so he's not overwhelmed. It works really well and yeah, it's a little bit more work, but to me, you don't have the injuries. You know, I, if I have horses getting hurt, then I'm going to, I'm going to have boarders that are upset at me.
2: That's yeah. The they get line. really but, unhappy when they buy a new horse and then they bring it to your house and then it gets kicked in I the hock and it's a mess. Yeah. So what but you, but you're, what you're describing is very much kind of the way that I do it too. But I have this really awesome pony um, named Jacob and I will put him with anybody first. He goes out with Mary. Just like you have a buddy in this little pony who has no shoes on <laughs> and he doesn't kick. But <laughs> if he did, he doesn't have any back shoes on. So it's going to be not be so mm-hmm. bad, tiny. So he uh-huh. kind of is kind of the, the test subject, if you will. And I can gauge the new horse and how he behaves with the pony is the new horse. That, yeah. It's happy to see the to pony that way. Or is the new horse attacking the pony? The pony can take it. He's fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so is it better? Uh, let me throw a real case scenario at you. So you the new horse you've identified might be the alpha type, okay? So uh-huh. do you then put them out immediately with uh, a non-alpha type, or do you put them out against the other alpha type and hope they work it out before you put Good the question. other horses out?
3: Well, the, the nice thing... Um the nice thing about I have a lot of paddocks. So if I have a horse, you know, that I feel, oh, this horse is a real dominant horse and I'm thinking he might, you know, really um be aggressive, then I have some I have some options in choosing what herd I'm going to put him in with. I still do the same thing, I put him out by himself. And um you know, it's funny. I you know, there's no guarantees and sometimes the one horse that you think is going to be a good good fit isn't and the horse that you didn't think was going to be a good fit is you. So I've tried and I've put a horse out. Oh, that, that didn't work. I put another horse out, the one I least expected. They turned out to really like each other. It's, you know what, every time you do it, your hair raises on your arms and you, you really cross your fingers and you say, okay, let's hope this is it. There's never a guarantee in it, but you get definitely better at reading them the longer you do it. And, um, you know, it's it's one of those things where you just kind of watch and you kind of cringe and you think, okay, are they going to be okay? Are they not? And most of the time it works out, but it's, if you have established herds then it's really easy, much easier, I should say, because you already know the other horses personalities. Um, you know, very rarely I've had twice in 12 years where I've had a horse that, man, I've, I've almost gone through all the paddocks trying to find a good
2: fit. <laughs> <laughs> You're
3: like and nope, you can't stay well, here And then anymore.
0: the first thing that the that that the new owner who has that horse asks about is, oh, can you put the horse out by itself? And that's the first thing they want, but they don't want to pay extra for it. Um, but they well, they always I, ask. I
2: charge extra for
3: it. I know yeah, you should charge, charge extra. Ex- extra no, for it.
0: but they don't want to pay extra for it. They think it should just be part yeah. of the board that they get their own private paddock.
2: Glenn, I uh, feel is dredging up some sort of yeah, like therapeutic yeah, yeah. PTSD. Yes, he I am has actually. I am. <laughs> <down>. <laughs>
0: well, then well, the well, other thing that happens. By, by the way, does oh, anybody Glenn. else think the sound? This sounds like high school all over again. Um, so the other thing that <laughs> happens <laughs> is is. Uh the horses will play all the time. I don't care you, if uh-huh. you got the best group in the world; they're going to play and carry on. And some days they're just going to carry on, and it's going to go too far, and somebody gets hurt. And then the the and uh-huh. then of course that causes problems with the owners too, with the you know, with uh-huh. the people. Oh
3: yeah. yeah, yeah, it does. It's crazy, but you know what? I'm really direct with the people that come here, and especially geldings. Mares usually don't play as much, but the geldings. Oh my gosh, they play all the time and um you know they pull each other's blankets they rip each other's blankets they put little nicks and bites on their necks and it's not all of them but there's a few and um the owners that come here know that already now the show horses i have people that want their horses um in private turnout during show season because they don't want all the marks on it on them and then once the fall comes and show season's over then they go back out in a herd and then they're okay with it so um either for me, what's more interesting is, see, there's people have different opinions of what play and fight is. And I've had people, I've had boarders drive up and horses are playing. And they've called me on the phone panicking, thinking they're fighting. And I'll walk out there and say, no, you watch them. They are playing. They're not fighting. And, and they struggle with that because they don't realize horses play really rough. <laughs> and um, mm-hmm. I've had people leave my barn. You know, people have moved because it was... They, they wanted more of a, you know, two horses in a group. And I tell them, I say, you can have two horses and still have them play rough. You, you, unless you put them by themselves, they're going to play, especially the boys. They love to play. Well, Sherry, we just um, haven't so
2: been um, able to invent the equine breathable bubble wrap. You know, as soon as that <laughs> comes know. out, we are going <laughs> to all trying. be in great shape.
3: I think. I'm always trying because
2: I... <laughs> I'm trying to do something like that. And I know. just and- please, Sherry, listen, you, I, I find that many women that do what you are doing and what I am doing, trying to keep owners happy and keep horses happy and the management of personnel, equine personalities, we become crazy, so please I know I am don't, crazy. <laughs> don't stress yourself out. Don't lose your who you are by trying to manage equine personalities. You be you. Exactly. And, uh, be yeah. careful. And I
3: tell people that all the time. I talk to I talk to a lot of women all over the country. And you know what? It's it's a hard business to be into because not only, and the horses are the easiest part. The clients, it's challenging no matter how you look at it. It's going to be challenging because you're always going to have different opinions. No matter what you do, no matter what hay you feed, no matter how you bed, <clears throat> it's all different opinions. And at the end of the day, when you're in your house, you have to do what's best for you and your family. And that means that people might leave your barn, and you have to be okay with it. Let them go. And the right people will come, and I always tell people this because I don't have very much turnover at my barn. And I say, the right people have to find you, and when they respect how you do things, and it works, it, it, it works really well. It's like a, a it's like a really fine oiled machine. It just work that comes along
0: and we found the same thing and and i'll come back to something i've said many times fire your worst client and you'll you'll increase your business by 20 percent. and on that note yeah um you wrote an article about this is it on probarnmanagement.com
3: i did yes i wrote a couple i think blogs about this um about herd management and um different red flags and um introducing horses. Yeah, because it's important people people are struggling in that area. So, and I love to talk about it. Cuz horses are just so awesome. I never tire watching them. <laughs> They're right.
1: just so goofy. <laughs> All right.
0: Very good. It's probarnmanagement.com. Thank you again, Sherry, for joining us. And Thank drudging you. up my for pstd me. memories and things of running a boarding stable. I appreciate that. i I'm going to go have a drink. Oh, I'm going Thank to have a drink talk now. It through. It's time for a okay, bloody mary. Well, All right, thanks, Sherry. <laughs> I love Bye. It. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, am I glad we don't run a boarding stable anymore?
2: Man, boarding horses makes you cuckoo. It does.
0: Just does. It does. It does. I
2: can't help it. It <laughs> makes, I like walk outside. I'm like, okay, who's like, like you hear hoof beats at one o'clock in the morning echoing in your house. Ugh. Obviously you got to get up and go get him. Mean, it just makes you
0: crazy. It does. Let's, uh, <laughs> you're just,
2: welcome, by the way. I, <laughs> Nailed thank it. You,
0: thank you. Nailed uh,
2: my challenge. You did.
0: You got it in there. It was slick as could be. It was it, almost not even noticeable. I wonder if the listeners noticed. Yeah.
2: I got it. Well, you, you, you know what, Jamie?
0: You inspire me.
2: Oh, God.
1: confident smile and the light in your eyes. Inspired HR and auditors are quite the awesome herd. Oh, take this advice from me. Oh, the HRN auditors are quite the awesome herd. Our horse obsession something rare to see. We share our horse show bombs or ribbons from our good days. Nutrition tips to help friends in need. Our struggles and our triumphs can be followed. Just ask your question, then the answer's on your face. Both feed oh the HRN auditors are so amazing but I nearly skipped the most important part each month our dollars or 5 or 20 help to keep up all the shows that hold such fond spots in our hearts
0: and that okay. was Elizabeth Muller
2: I'm like at the beginning. I was like, "What is this?" And then I was like, "Pretty good." <laughs> yeah, <she's laughs>
0: she didn't tell me the, that was the thing. Yeah, she's <laughs> always the one that does them for our uh, Christmas time, and uh, she sent that one in for the auditors. So I was like, "Wow, she hit it out of the park again."
2: Well, I was like at first. I was like, "Wait, did is he playing something by accident?" And then like I thought it was one of the Christmas songs. <laughs> I was like, "He hit the wrong button." We're like,
0: <laughs> no, nope. that's kind of catchy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we have uh, we have Leslie here.
5: Hey, hi, (laughs) man.
2: We've got a cool guest today. Oh, yeah. Well, first off, let me me ask you,
5: how's Princess? Is she perfect still? Oh, I've got such a big princess secret, but I can't tell you. Oh, my God. (laughs) God, She's pregnant. Mm, No, but she's no, but we're knocking her up tomorrow. (laughs) I just turn it. I can't keep a secret. No,
0: you can't. No, you just told good at it.
5: everyone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nobody listens. Your fine. Okay,
5: no more details other than that. More to come. <laughs> no, I need to know everything. Mm-mm. No, that's it. I've said too much. Now I have to kill you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my
5: god! See, but girls can't say every time a girl says
2: I, I have a secret that I always goes to pregnancy, and I did Sexy not. Sex or pregnancy,
0: one of the two. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Yep.
2: I did not think that that was it.
0: Um, So
5: sorry if I wrote it. Yeah, I wasn't thinking that either. I actually, I was
0: going, why would she do that? Get a pregnant princess. I mean,
5: <laughs> okay, I mean, moving on.
0: Well, let's first, exactly let, before we move on, pregnant? before we move on for new listeners, we have Leslie Wiley here who has been with us for many, 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 many years from Aventing Nation and Horse Nation. Okay, go.
2: <laughs> okay. And so she's also the one who rode the like crazy girl who rode the Mongol Derby last year and so she's sharing the crazy by bringing us a guest today who's fairly awesome and you guys have
5: probably read some of her stuff before, right? Yeah, totally. Uh, this is Jocelyn Pierce. She is the she's the um chief documentarian journalist, token journalist of this year's Mongol Derby. So st- <laughs> <laughs> so uh <hopefully> stuff- <laughs> Stepping into my my shoes, but um, hopefully more streamlined for you than than it was for me. Um, but <laughs> also, an editor at Practical Horseman. Something yeah,
0: we've just that, that little job it, over though. there. Yeah, yeah. 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 So
5: if if, the, if the, her name rings a bell, um, that is that's probably from where. And she's also she's already been uh, working on a series about her training leading up to the Derby, and then we expect the most exciting Practical Horseman cover story ever after after this thing's (laughs) through. So.
2: (laughs) So hi, Jocelyn. Uh, Hey guys, how are you? Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. Now you are the editor of Practical Horseman and you're chronicling everything as Leslie said. What made you, and I'll let Leslie take over, but what made you decide to do this?
6: Um, you know, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I've kind of always followed the race, or I followed it for probably about five years. Um, and to me, you know, three of my favorite things are traveling and exploring new cultures um, being outdoors and then of course, riding. So it seemed like a pretty good blend of things um, Triple threat for me. And, you know, i just kind of followed it, but honestly, it wasn't until Leslie did it last year that it occurred to me like, Oh, Hey, I could actually try this thing out and have a crack at it. So, um, I have Leslie to thank for that. So. <laughs> <Or to laughs>
5: that. I'm not sure which yet. <laughs> She'll kill you later, Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm, yeah, I'm so glad that somebody's going to be riding along uh, this year that can give us the real inside, give give the world the real inside scoop on what go what what happens out there. Um, now, you're not an endurance rider uh, by uh, equestrian linea- lineage. Um, you've
1: no, um, <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> you're you're an inventor. <laughs> yeah. Um,
5: so yeah, so Tommy. I know you've been doing some really intensive training, um, of late to get ready. So tell us about that.
6: Yeah. Um, I've pretty much just trying, you know, to get as much saddle time as possible. Um, earlier this spring, um, I had been riding with some endurance riders and, um, you know, I found it actually really easy to find people who, you know, are just so kind and willing to kind of let me, take rides on their horses. Um so I've got, you know, a group of riders here who are taking me out on the weekends for training rides and I've done a couple endurance rides in the area here. Um and then a couple weeks ago I went out to Utah and trained with Christoph Schrock, who um is right in Moab and um he's a super decorated endurance um rider and um he's kind of the perfect person to work with because he also um knows a lot about Mongolia. Um he's been there ten times. He used to be a guide there. So um in addition to getting kind of a physical butt kicking when I was out there, um I actually got to learn a lot about the culture just from, you know, little tidbits that, that he shared with me. So that was um super helpful. Um you know in both respects but yeah still just trying to get some saddle time here as we close in on the date and just trying to ride as much as i can so mm-hmm. yeah
5: so yeah we are clo- we are getting getting real close now in the home stretch so what where where's your yeah. Where's your emotional state right now
6: Um, I feel like it kind of goes up and down. Um, I have, you know, some days that I feel pretty confident um, and ready. And then other days, um, a little bit like, what have I gotten myself into? Um, But I think, you know, it'll be totally different, of course, when I'm there. And I know there'll be challenges, um, of course, but Um, I think it's just important to stay positive and that's what I'm trying to do in these last few weeks leading up. I
0: got a question for you. How many times have you watched All the Wild Horses and Devon puking all over Mongolia 80 times?
6: Um, I've yeah, I've seen it about four times now. <laughs> so um, I watched it um, with a couple friends, and um, actually my parents were in town visiting over the Fourth, so they they wanted to watch it. I, I tried to talk them out of it, but um, I watched it with them too. So yeah, what they um, think? What
0: they think? Because that was really a good indication of what happened. I, Leslie, you, have you seen it yet, Leslie? I haven't. It's on no. Amazon Prime and Hulu now, so you can oh, actually yeah. see it. It's on Amazon Amazing. Prime. So. So what did they think? Because it's a good representation of the grit (laughs) that the Mongol Derby is.
6: Yeah. um, They've had a kind of a – my mom especially has had a bit of a hard time coming to terms with me doing this race. Um, So – and they've just kind of now started realizing that I'm actually doing this. Um, But they they took it better than I was expecting, actually. Um, You know, there's one part in the movie where a rider falls off and – Breaks his neck, yeah. Um, and my mom seemed to struggle a bit with that, and you no, know, I, I wonder kind of why. Down a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> um, and you know the scenes with the dogs chasing the rider. She, you know, kind of had like wild, a wild look in her eyes. She looked pretty afraid, but um, you know, I just kind of told them it's going to be fine. It'll be okay, you know. And um, but just just a lot of deep breathing going on from her. It <laughs> seemed like so.
3: Um,
5: I think I'll be giving her some gray hairs well while I'm over there, but. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
5: um and have you so you're you're writing about this for for practical horsemen um are you planning on doing anything in particular like are you carrying a GoPro are you um are you planning on doing anything beyond um how, you know recording your experience cuz it all does kind of yeah. blur together okay. at some point
6: Yeah yeah so um I have a little helmet cam that I'm going to bring with me um that, you know, I I kind of been playing with it a little bit. Um, I played with it a little bit in Utah. Um, It only takes about 80 minutes of video. So um, I'm not sure how much footage I'll actually get, um, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to take it with me and some extra cards and uh, extra battery or two. So Mm -hmm. um, I'll have that. And um, then, yeah, I'm just planning on bringing like a little recorder um, and a little notebook to kind of Keep Try to keep track and keep things um, organized. Because um, I know even just being in Utah riding for three days, when I got back to write about it, it was kind of hard to remember all those little, little details. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I can't even imagine how difficult it was for you, Leslie, to kind of chronicle everything when, like you said, everything kind of blurs together. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure.
5: It was, it was kind yeah. of like, like I remember pretty distinctly, like days one through four. And then I think, we, like, when you're reading my recaps of it, it's like, one, you know, one, two, three, four, and then it's like, and then days five through nine happened. And I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Can't give you any I was details. There, I was in the saddle.
0: This, don't but, know <laughs> anything else. <laughs> my yeah. horse made it to the finish line. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Now I got to ask you. We've been asking everybody. You only allowed eleven pounds in your pack. What are you putting in your pack?
6: Um, definitely caffeine. That is like <laughs> the first thing at the top of my list. Um, I'm still <laughs> trying to narrow down and weigh out um, my items. We still have to buy a few more things, so I think I'm pretty behind the curve <laughs> with that. Um, but we still have a little bit of time. Um, but yeah, I think mostly just a lot of practical items. Not so many clothes, um, or food, anything like that. So, you know, duct tape and, um, you know, a knife and, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, still got some, still got some working
2: out to do
5: there, but. Mm
2: -hmm. So Leslie, what would you advise that she take with her in her pack? What were some of the really must haves that you used?
5: (laughs) Well, I mean, All of my stuff disappeared. Yeah, let's remember she lost her pack. The best advice (laughs) I gave Jocelyn was just, like, keep in mind, like, don't fret over it too much because, you know, you can ultimately, like, it's all you can get by without anything. So, uh, you know. um, Poor Leslie. But. (laughs) <laughs> Don't get off the horse.
0: Yeah, just Don't get never get off your horse and keep your pack on you all the time. Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> Jocelyn, is there anything in particular that, um, that you've been, uh, that you're nervous about? Any aspect of it?
6: Um, the marmot hole scared me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we kind of chatted about that at Kentucky. And I remember you saying, like, you know, just keep your balance and stay back and the horse goes down and we'll pop right back up. So Mm -hmm. um, that kind of helped me work work through that little Mm -hmm. mental challenge. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think just worried about being physically fit enough. Um, I know it's going to be a struggle no matter what, but I'm hoping that I'm not going, you know, I I feel like when you get physically tired, of course, that's kind of when accidents happen. So Mm -hmm. I'm just worried about my fitness being where it needs to be um, mostly. So. Mm.
5: But you're, you're tough, you're, you're outdoorsy anyway, so I think you've, you feel like, it seems like you have a good fitness base that you're working from, so, girl, you'd yeah, be fine. Yeah, yeah,
6: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I hope so. It's definitely really <laughs> different doing, you know, 50 miles versus 600 miles, but I, th- I think we'll get through it just fine.
0: <laughs> well, and I do have an announcement to make, too, and we're announcing it here for the first time. We can do this, right, uh, Jocelyn? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so uh, we've... We're going to be partnering with uh, Jocelyn's magazine over there, Practical Horsemen, for our nightly coverage, our Facebook Live coverage of the Mongol Derby every night. So we're calling, it's the Mongol dot following party we're having every night at Mm -hmm. 8 o'clock Eastern time. We'll be doing that on the Horses in the Morning Facebook page. And we're going to be working with uh, the good folks over at Practical Horsemen to get the word out. And and this goes for you too, Leslie, because you're going to join us a few of those nights. We're going to have mm-hmm. to talk about that later. Um, but we're basically <laughs> going to be following the dots, talking to different people, having family members on, things like we did last year. Um, mm-hmm. but, and Jocelyn, thank you so much for bringing the magazine along. And we think one of the reasons we do this and the reason we started it last year was really for Leslie's family. We started it so the, and they all did participate every night. Mm-hmm. We started it for your family so they would all have a place to get together and all the listeners and the auditors and the listeners of this show would have a place to get together and just talk. Mm-hmm. and they talked in the chat. We get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of comments every night. We'd have thousands of views, and what we want to do is extend that this year to Jocelyn's family and to all the Americans and all the uh, Mongol Derby writers that speak English that they can come and join this. It's kind of like a therapy party every night, so you're going to mm-hmm. have to make sure your mother knows about it, Jocelyn. <laughs>
6: it's part, yeah, it's part she, part. I've already told her, and she's, she's thrilled, and I think you know it'll be good peace of mind that she kind of has someone telling her exactly what's going on. <laughs> So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, I'm really excited about working with you guys on this,
0: too. Yeah, and I think that, I don't know, Leslie, I don't know if they've talked about it, but I think your family enjoyed having that every night and hanging oh, out Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Because I've met relatives I'd never knew you even had. Um, so. <laughs> 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 and they care. They actually cared, Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we'll be doing that. We'll have more announcements of that to come. But we're thrilled to having that meter partnership with Practical Horsemen and and ha- doing that for the families and also all the followers.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: <clears throat> really exciting! And when do you now? How how early are you going going over heading over there, Jocelyn?
6: Um, I'm leaving a little bit on the earlier side. Um, my flight leaves um, July thirty first. Um, so mm-hmm. I'll have a couple days to kind of adjust to the time difference and um, and relax a little bit before maybe get a little work done um, mm-hmm. over there. So, yeah. yeah.
5: Well, they have great Wi-Fi at the Holiday Inn. Uh, on the <laughs> <That's Yeah. awesome. laughs> I'm saying. So.
1: <laughs> Y'all be
5: Fair fun. warning.
2: It's going to be great. Well, sure. hey, what's that?
0: Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Well, should she start ease- eating the the uh very interesting food before to get her stomach used to it or just wait?
5: Um, I mean, can you I,
0: prepare for that food? Yeah.
4: <laughs> you know, I was fine
5: except you know, I would have been totally fine. The only time I got a little sick was um eating that like a, uh, you know, salmon like a uh, salad, like Salad on the menu at the oh, at the which I mean like who that was a bad idea to like smoke it was like a smoked salmon style like don't don't eat smoked salmon and Mongolian yeah. <laughs> that was my own that was my own fault that was at the Holiday Inn so oh stick <laughs> with the goat you'll be fine yeah goats fresh yeah, yeah goats fresh, fresh. Goat, yeah.
2: well Jocelyn thank you so much for joining us give us the is dot com Um,
6: practicalhorsemanmag.com. Yeah. And then, um, just a little plug for coverage while I'm there too. Um, Leslie's actually going to be kind of writing for us while I'm in Mongolia, kind of just about what's going on day to day. So (laughs) we'll have coverage throughout the derby as well for folks that, that, you know, listen, listen to your show, can get the the audio and then they can hop over to practicalhorsemanmag.com and, and read what, you know, Leslie's take on it.
2: Yeah. Gosh, Leslie, we're just you're never gonna escape this. Sorry.
5: <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna relive Which it. Which is okay. Year. I'm gonna I'm in a good I'm in a good place now. I can I can follow participate. T S T D come back. Couch. Uh <laughs> well
0: Jocelyn we'll make you we'll thank help you. you.
2: So much. You'll be fine. You'll be you'll do fine. Great. Wait, Thanks I wanted to mention
0: this. too, Jocelyn also has a Derby Facebook page, right? Will you be posting there?
2: Yeah.
6: Yeah, yep. yep. Okay. We're posting it on Crax Facebook, and then I have my own little separate one, too, that I started earlier on in this journey. And so it's called Jocelyn Takes
0: On two 2018 Mongol Derby. Jocelyn Takes On 2018 Mongol Derby. Yep, that sounds right. And it's spelled J-O-C-E-L-Y-N. So, hey, yep, that's correct. good luck, girl. We're, we'll be following your dot. Thanks so much, guys. Yeah, great best great of luck, you. Jocelyn.
5: You got it. <laughs> Thanks, <right>. lovely.
0: Bye. <laughs> Bye. It is Bye. funny that even though
2: Leslie knew we were having dot-following parties and that we were watching her every move, can you describe the sense of loneliness that you felt being out there?
5: I, I think I forgot that other humans even existed, yeah. much less the internet, much less, you know, I came across the finish line and one of the the organizers was like, Darling, you're, you're a star on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? Twitter? Like, (laughs) what's that? (laughs) I'm I'm feral now, so (laughs) social media does not compute. (laughs)
2: <laughs> it took you a while to readjust to civilization. That's funny. Well, Leslie, as always, thank you so much for coming on and organizing these guests. and It's going to be such an exciting adventure to follow along with, and I know you're going to love every second of it sitting on your couch.
0: I'm so excited. <laughs> I did want to mention to everybody, too, we, we've we had these guests. What happened last year is we had the guests on all along, and then when, the, when it came time for the Derby, people had kind of forgotten which was which. So I'm going to cut out, we're going to cut out all of these guests and put them... Out in a special episode of Horses in the Morning the day before, oh, so, so people can re-listen and know exactly who they are. That was one of the requests we had last year from listeners. So,
1: like the and, guy?
0: And, yeah, and I forgot too. Know? I mean, you do. We talk to so many people that you forget. Mm-hmm. So, I think that should help everybody. You know, get caught up the day before and then start the parties every night. So, yeah, huh. that's a great idea. All right, sounds well, good. Thanks, Leslie. Sure thing. You guys have a great week. All right, see Bye. ya. First Nation, Eventing All the nations over there. Well, I don't know about you. Or I'm kind of getting excited to follow it again this year.
2: I know. I know. I just, I, I remember Leslie, you know, when she came back and she was describing how she felt like she was the only person on the planet and how lonely it was and how you really like go deep inside yourself. And I think that's the part, like the writing. Wild ponies wouldn't bother me. The traveling—I mean, obviously the food—I couldn't really do very well. But I think that that part would be the hardest part for me. Is the hours and hours of being inside your own head and being mm. inside your own brain that I think would be the most challenging. Yeah, you know, I
0: don't do well when we're doing inside our own heads. We don't do. Well no, well.
2: that's why we're we do the show <laughs> we because we're extrovert. Stuff. Like we have to get it all out, just like blah. blah you know. Yeah, we don't do there, well so. with
0: thought. Thought doesn't know <laughs> That sounds really bad. <laughs> <It's> true, though. <laughs> with, with your type A personality, you don't do well with your own thoughts. It's just the way don't it is. I think
2: I'm type A. Oh, you're I'm
0: type just... Are you kidding me? What is type A? That's like super organized, right? No, that's super gregarious and unorganized.
2: Type A is, type A personalities are, I think you're, I think you're confused. Type A, I thought was like. Jamie's right. Really meticulous yeah
0: no yeah. type a is for like anal. salesman a for anal <laughs> yeah a is for anal well then what's that and i got that all wrong you're type m
2: for mess
0: <laughs> okay I'll, I'll take that
2: <laughs> <laughs> and i am too and that's why we get along <laughs>
0: that's why we do this show
2: I, i'm type h m i don't know about you i'm hot mess <laughs> <Okay>. so <laughs> there's that
0: Jimmy, what's that jamming. make you no
2: comment. Type
3: N-E. No explanation. <laughs>
0: right. That there Actually fits pretty well. All right, we'll just make up our own types. So we'll make up our own list.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Type right. HM. You've never heard of that? Duh. It's a hot mess. Hello. <laughs> all
0: right. Tomorrow we have the endurance episode. Karen's going to be here, and it looks like Karen's thinking of riding in Tevis this year.
2: She, in the Mongol Derby? No, Sweet. Tevis.
0: She said Touching she she uh, wasn't going to do it. Now all of a sudden it looks like from her Facebook post she's going to do it or might thinking about doing it. It's only mm-hmm. a couple weeks away so we're gonna
2: only I think it's a- somebody like her would like on a whim, decide to do the Tevis. <laughs>
0: when you do 100 miles every weekend on a horse, to prop- Tevis is just another 100 miles, although a challenging 100 miles, uh, but Ugh. like the hardest endurance race in the world. Uh, but yeah, she's thinking about doing it. And I think tomorrow she's booking a bunch of Tevis guests. So we'll be talking all about the other endurance race. Here all right. Tell the her the she's got to do
2: Mongol Derby next year. I, I she said say.
0: there's no way in hell she'd ever do that. <laughs> <laughs> I have asked her. She said, maybe if she was younger, she might consider it, but no way. She said she'd never do it. There's like 67-year-olds going this year. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's
2: amazing. It's awesome. So when you're 67,
0: you're going to be over there in Mongolia, working your way across the land? We've discussed this before. I I tried,
2: and they didn't accept me, and now I'm done. Like It just wasn't meant to be. Bye. (laughs) Bye, Felicia. (laughs) Not going. All
0: right. We'll see you all tomorrow. Endurance Day, forceinthemorning.com.